Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Colossians called The Hope Laid Up for You in Heaven. So here's the deal. 1 Corinthians 15 was written to a group of people denying the resurrection, and all matter cannot be evil because you and I are going to live forever in resurrection bodies that are going to be physical. How could all matter be evil if we're going to spend eternity in resurrection bodies in a new Jerusalem with a resurrected Christ? All matter cannot be evil. And so what what you see is, in the Colossian heresy, a thread of teaching that permeated seemingly every area of this church. And when you get one idea wrong, when your theology is wrong, it can cause you to live the wrong way in a lot of areas. So there's certain people who have beliefs about the afterlife, and they believe they have to earn their way, or they have to beat their body into submission, or it really doesn't matter what they do. And so your belief system does affect how you live. Your doctrine affects how you live out your belief system. That's why when you read stuff like this in the New Testament, don't be shocked that people are called out and corrected. The reason is is because this is hugely important. What you believe matters because you're going to live it out in your life, right? All right, all of that is introduction. How do you like that? Now, with very limited time, we're going to tackle the first eight verses uh, I guess you could sum up the Colossian heresy. Some people believe it was one system with, the, with a word called syncretism. They were trying to kind of amalgamate multiple belief systems into one, and the closest thing that we have to it today is the modern New Age movement. The modern New Age movement says you can take a little bit from Christianity, a little bit from Hinduism, a little bit from Buddhism, a little bit from this, and a little bit from that, and it doesn't really matter as long as you're sincere. The highest belief in many circles today is sincerity. Are you sincere about what you believe? If, if, you're, if that's true for you, it must be true. No, truth is not determined by how you feel, Right? All right, let's go into verse one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timothy, our brother. Just quickly, Paul's the author of the letter. Timothy's with him, not the co-author. Timothy, our brother. Paul called him my son. Now he says, Timothy, our brother. It reminds us that as Christians, we are family. This is a family of God. It's not always easy to love family. Amen? (laughs) We're all different. We have different perspectives and stuff, but we're called to love each other. That's what the church is. It's a family under the headship of Christ. Some people believe that uh, Timothy is acting as Paul's secretary, writing the letter for him as he speaks it out because Paul had potentially some problems with his eyesight and so forth. The church is not a kind of abstract entity. It's not a building. It's the men and women and children of God. You are the church. No matter where we met today, This would be church, because you're the church. Verse 2, he writes to the saints and faithful brethren. 
The church is saints. The word saint in Hagia is Hagias in Greek, and it means sacred. Saints are sacred, holy, pure, set apart exclusively for God. That's what you are. You're a saint. Now, I grew up in the Roman Catholic Church, and the Roman Catholic Church, uh, they have a process by which they saint people. You have to do a miracle and do other certain works, but in the New Testament, you're a saint simply by your belief in Christ and that you're born again and part of his family. That's what makes you a saint, and as J. Vernon McGee used to say, you're either a saint or an ain't. There's no other categories. That's it. We're sitting at a Bible study some years ago with a wonderful Italian a Roman Catholic man who uh, was part of the Christian church and so forth, but he had a lot of Roman Catholic history. And I was teaching on this. It was early in the morning, early 6 a.m. Bible study. Some people were taking coffee intravenously. It was just an ugly scene, drool and stuff. And it wasn't pretty. But anyway, I was teaching through this, and I said, all of you at the table, if you believe in Christ, you're a saint. And uh, this Italian brother of ours looked around and he goes, I just know one thing, ain't none of you saints. <laughs> now, I understood where he was coming from, but this is what the Bible says. The Bible says you're a saint, you're holy to God, you're set apart, you are sacred, you're important to him. He writes to the faithful brethren, Adelphos, in Christ, at Colossae. They are in Christ, that's their identity, but they are at Colossae. You are in Christ if you're a Christian, but you live in, many of you, in Corona, Right? In Christ at Corona. Could we say it that way? You live in, in two spheres. One is your geographic location. Doesn't matter where you are. We could say of oh, the church at Corona, but you are in Christ. That's your position before the Lord. No matter where you go, you're in Christ and at Corona. Now, I hope you're not just at Corona. I hope you're in Christ at Corona. Everybody with me? Because if you're only just at Corona, that would be really sad, wouldn't it? Except for the few frozen yogurt places and Mexican restaurants. I mean, what else? <laughs> that was an attempt at humor. Anyway, we'll move on. Grace to you and peace. Shalom is the Hebrew word, Irene, the Greek, from God our Father. We have grace in Christ, and if you are in Christ, it says, in Adam all die, but in Christ all shall be what? made alive. This is your spiritual standing in Christ. Even in the catacombs, they found slabs to unknown Christians who were killed, and it said, in Christ, and in pace, or in peace. In Christo, and in peace. If you're in Christ, you have peace. If you're not in Christ, I don't know what you have. A pseudo-peace? You must be in Christ to experience this peace. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says, praying what? Always for you. Now, by the way, Paul had never seen their face. Colossians 2.1 tells us that um, they had not personally seen his face. He did not plant this church, but he prayed for them always, and this was a solid church. You know who we pray for the most? People we know and people who are in trouble. Would you agree? Most of our prayer lists, and we should, we pray for people we know and people who are in trouble. But Paul prayed for a church he had not met yet except for a few of the leaders and prayed for them always. Does that challenge your prayer life? You know, most of the time, I have a tough time praying consistently for people I know, let alone people I don't know. We sometimes don't pray for pastors, for example. We hear on the radio, Charles Stanley, Swindoll, Greg Laurie, go down the list because we assume they're Okay. That's a wrong assumption. They are probably the biggest targets that the devil has. So here's a principle. We should pray for those even that we haven't met 
and cover them in our prayers. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, their faith was in Christ. Remember, faith is only as good as the object in which it is placed. If your faith is in the wrong thing, your faith can be futile, and it can also be destructive. Example, say somebody went to the top of the Empire State Building and believed by faith they could fly. And they said, I really believe today. My faith is really strong today. I believe I can fly. And so they said they messed up their faith and they did a swan dive off the Empire State Building. Well, there's a greater law. It's called the law of gravity. And the law of gravity is going to win and that person is going to perish because faith is only as good as the object in which you place it. If your faith is misinformed or misdirected, you can be in deep trouble. So it's faith in Christ. And the love which you have for you all for uh, which you have for all. Love flows out of faith. Uh, faith, hope, and love are a combination of 1 Corinthians 13, but the greatest of these is love. Your love for all the saints, not some, but all the saints. We know we've passed out of death into life because we love God's people. Chuck Colson was serving a prison sentence after the Watergate scandal. He became a Christian, but he was severely tested. His wife did not understand the whole born-again business. His son was picked up picked up on drug charges and Colson, his world was falling apart and he was despondent. But God met him in his misery and in the prison. A group of Christians in Washington, including Senators Hatfield, Hugh, and I believe you pronounce it Q or Qui, were praying for him. Senator Qui discovered an old law that allowed an innocent man to serve a prison term for another and he volunteered to serve the remainder of Colson's term. Colson turned him down. But he experienced love for all the saints, and Charles Colson was again refreshed in the reality of his faith. Imagine that. I'll serve the rest of your sentence, brother. This is reminiscent of what Judah did for Benjamin before Joseph, before they knew it was Joseph, and it moved Joseph to tears. And Joseph realized that his brothers had changed because Judah now was willing to take Benjamin's place, and he had to leave the room and go and cry. This is the power of love. This is the power of a life change for the gospel, and it manifests itself in hope. It's a hope laid up for us in heaven. Hope is a sure foundation. It's assurance, and it's laid up. It's on layaway, you could say in Greek. How many of you remember layaway? Now, years ago, there used to be this store called Gemco. How many of you remember Gemco? All right, this is, this is proving your age. Okay. And you go in and you see these bright new pair of Nike tennis shoes and you say, I have to have them. Lights will be shining on them. Angels will be singing. Your vertical leap could go from three inches to six inches overnight. And you said, I got to have them. But you didn't have the money. You could put the pair of Nikes on layaway. You say, how did that work? Here's what you would say. All right, I really want those, but I can't pay for them now. Put those on layaway, and as I do my paper route, I'll be back in six years to buy those. <laughs> I think they had a limitation on them, but anyway. And, and you go back, and once you had the money, isn't this a great thing? Maybe we should do more of this instead of credit, right? And then when you had the money, you go buy your Nikes, and they were put on layaway. Well, heaven is, it's on layaway. We have a reservation, and the reason we have a reservation is because we're in Christ, and Christ is at the right hand of the Father. Praise God. I'm in. He's prepared a place for me. And he's coming again to receive me to himself that where he is there, I may be also. It's my hope. The hope is the anchor of my soul. Are you hopeless or hopeful? 
Do you have hope in, in true form? Not I hope so, but I know so because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. You have a reservation in heaven. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here. And on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a long-time listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Here's what you would say. All right, I really want those, but I can't pay for them now. Put those on layaway, and as I do my paper route, I'll be back in six years to buy those. I think they had a limitation on them, but anyway. And, and you go back, and once you had the money, isn't this a great thing? Maybe we should do more of this instead of credit, right? And then when you had the money, you go buy your Nikes, and they were put on layaway. Well, heaven is, it's on layaway. We have a reservation, and the reason we have a reservation is because we're in Christ, and Christ is at the right hand of the Father. Praise God. I'm in. He's prepared a place for me. And he's coming again to receive me to himself, that where he is there. I may be also. It's my hope. The hope is the anchor of my soul. Are you hopeless or hopeful? Do you have hope in in true form? Not I hope so, but I know so because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. You have a reservation in heaven. A few weeks back, my wife and I went out to dinner on a Saturday night. We rarely do this, but it was a very crowded place. It almost seemed like it was Disneyland. And we were traveling up and down the street, and we we're going to go to this restaurant. We had a gift card for this restaurant, so we were, I said, "Honey, I'm going to call the restaurant really quick." And I said, uh, "Hey, can I get on the waiting list? Can I get a reservation? How long is the waiting list?" He said, two hours and forty-five minutes." <laughs> no, just kidding. They didn't say that, but it was pretty long. But I got I got on the list, and and we got in quicker than a lot of other poor people that were around us. I I didn't really feel horrible for them. Isn't it nice when you have? <laughs> it's just confession. Have you ever gotten that fast pass at Disneyland? That thing is cool. Because I hate lines. But you get the fast pass, you come back at a certain time, and all the poor, sappy people are in that long line, and you walk by on that fast pass, and it's just like. <laughs> 25 bucks. No, Dad. It's nice to have a reservation. Do you know you have a reservation in heaven? He's already prepared a room for you. There's a place for you. 
I know we're running a little bit over, but I want to tell you a story I've told before, but it applies. Some years ago, uh, I was playing racquetball with a wonderful man, African-American guy, and we had great, great battles on the racquetball court. And when I would hit a good shot, he would say, now that's a shame. (laughs) And I'd say, no, that was a good shot. And when he would miss, he would say, now that's a shame. But we'd have good competitive matches, and, and we'd struggled in the battle in the racquetball court, but when we got out, we'd talk as brothers, and all of a sudden, I didn't see this guy for six months, and I found out through our network of, of friends that his wife had died, and he was only in his like early 30s. I was a little bit shocked, and I didn't see him, and finally, he showed up back at the gym some months later, and I said, brother, I said, I heard what happened. How are you doing? And he said, man, Pastor Michael, this has been a rough thing, and he said, I heard something a pastor said once that really comforted my soul. He said, going to heaven, dying and going to heaven is kind of like being born. And I said, how do you mean? He said, well, the pastor said, you know, when you're in your mama's womb, all you know is this kind of this dark water wonderland and you're there and you're comfortable and everything, but you don't realize that at a moment you're gonna be born in a flood of light and you don't realize the people on the other side have been waiting for your arrival. In fact, they've been preparing a place for you. And, you know, it might be blue or pink depending on the sex and it might be Dodgers or Angels depending on which baseball team is your preference, Dodgers. But anyway, (laughs) and so they're preparing a place for you and you're born with a flood of light and and you have no idea what to expect. And he said, he said, being born, this pastor said, it's kind of like going to heaven. You don't know what to expect, but you don't realize there's people on the other side of them waiting there for you for a long time. They've been anticipating your arrival. You don't know how loved you are until you get there. See, heaven's on layaway for you and me. Christ is the hope, and this hope is the word of truth in the gospel. Folks, it's true, verse five, look at six. Which has come to you, just as in all the world, also it is constantly bearing fruit. It's increasing. The gospel always bears fruit in China and Sudan and places where it looks ugly, it's still bearing fruit. Even as it has been doing, and you also since the day you heard of it, And you understood the grace of God in truth. There it is again, the grace of God in truth. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, he's probably their pastor. You can reference chapter four, verse 12. Our beloved fellow bondservant, one who opens his ears and does his master's bidding, bondservant, who is a faithful servant of Christ on our behalf, verse eight, and he also informed us of your love in the spirit. It's the first eight verses of the book of Colossians. It's glorious stuff, and we have much glory ahead of us as we look at the supremacy and sufficiency of Christ. Jesus Christ himself, and I'm gonna invite the worship team up, said that the world will know that you are my disciples by what? By your love, one for another. Do you know that the world is really gonna realize that we belong to Christ when we start loving each other the way God has called us to love? Some of you have pulled your hearts back because you've been hurt. Some of you have been hurt by other Christians and maybe even other churches. Maybe this church, I don't know. And sometimes when we get hurt, we pull our heart back. We don't want to risk loving again. But let me tell you this. Loving is the best thing that you can do. It's the best way to redeem this life because God is love and we know we've passed out of death into life because we, what? Love God's people. You know, here, I could simplify a week going into Easter right now. If, you, if your prayer this week is just simply this, God, my prayer is that you will love people through me. 
You will help me this week to see the best in people. You will help me to see people the way you see them. You will help me to love people the way you love them. Your life will change. It's not easy because your flesh will fight it, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, and as your life is surrendered to Christ, you will love, maybe like you've never loved before. Can I tell you this? Life is short. You don't know what a day is going to bring. I say that, and sometimes I wonder if people looking back at me are really hearing what I'm saying. Life is short. There's no guarantees. But the awesome thing is that we have heaven on layaway. And one day, we're going to experience what's called the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And until that day comes, we live with hope. Father, as we uh, sum up this first study in Colossians, I want to thank you for the congregation here at Living Truth. Thank you for their desire to go deep into the things of God. Thank you for their open ears and open hearts. We lift up our brothers and sisters in Egypt. Lord, may you help them to pick up the pieces of their broken lives and move forward in faith. Their church has been, in many ways, broken. But we know you can do a marvelous work despite what's happened. Lord, help us count our blessings today. Let us not complain about silly little things that don't matter. Let us not make it about us, Lord. Let us make it about you and others this week. With your heart and head bowed, I just want to ask you, have you met Christ? Do you know that hope of heaven? Do you know if you died tonight, you would be there? Have you received him as both God and Savior? Have you said, and I would encourage you right now, if you've not done this right now, out loud, say, Jesus, save me. I believe you died on that cross for my sins. I believe you rose to defeat death. I believe you're at the right hand of God the Father. And I'm gonna trust you right now as my Lord and my Savior. I repent and receive you as my Lord. Maybe you are a prodigal. Maybe you've been off track. And you know you need to get back to Christ's preeminence in your life and sufficiency for your walk and call. Do some business with him right now. He's here and he wants to touch your life. And Father, for this precious congregation, may your living waters, times of refreshing, may they come from your Holy Spirit. May you encourage faith in this room and keep us busy about your business until you come for us or we go to be with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You've been listening to The Hope Laid Up for You in Heaven, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was Pastor Michael's teaching in Colossians 1, 1 through 8. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth on this station and on your podcast app. If you'd like to watch recent messages or church services with Pastor Michael and the Living Truth Congregation, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Living Truth Christian Fellowship. You can find the channel and learn more about Walk in Truth on our website, walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, the bottom line is that we have a hope laid up for us in heaven. It's on layaway. <laughs> it's there. It's done. It's paid for. It's secure. It's just a matter of time until we get there. 
And until we get there, we occupy until he comes or until we go to be with him. But I know in whom I have trusted and I'm confident that he's able to guard what I've, what I've entrusted to him until that day. My hope is on layaway and it's in really good hands and it's in the hands of Almighty God. It's in the capable nail pierced hands. He bears the scars apparently until this day. Those hands, he's, he's holding me up. He's holding you up. You can make it. Just hang in there. And if you need to reach out to us, it's 844-48-TRUTH, Tuesday through Friday, 844-48-TRUTH. Well, hey, we've been inviting you to our 10th annual Harvest Fest happening as a Halloween alternative on October 31st, of course. It's a Sunday night this year, and we're going to have trunks of treats, decorated cars with candy, themed out with biblical themes, harvest themes, a cakewalk, music, fellowship, worship, candy for the kids. Lots of people dress up, just don't dress up as something scary, and biblical characters definitely uh, preferred. And people just come and have a great time. We do this to reach out on what is a dark night, at least for some people, and we share the light of the gospel. We want to be here as a light on the hill, and so that's why we do this. We do this to reach out, and the gospel will be proclaimed on this night, so if you want to invite some friends, we'll get them the gospel one way or the other, and we're excited uh, just to have people be able to come to a safe place and enjoy a fun evening. It's the 10th Annual Harvest Fest at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, where I have the privilege of serving as senior pastor. It begins at 5.30 p.m. You can find out information and directions when you go to walkintruth.com. Click on the church tab, walkintruth.com. God bless you, and we will see you right here, Lord willing, tomorrow. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Colossians 1, 9-14, called a prayer for growth. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.